The Hangman, Adam Page, along with Dark Order, went 5-on-5 five five against Kenny Omega and the Elite last night. An AEW World Championship opportunity was on the line, and wrestling fans everywhere have always expected that The Hangman would be the guy to win the AEW World Championship from Kenny Omega. But The Hangman, he lost. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, website, database, track, for wrestling around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Hangman Page. Where does he go from here, and who does Kenny Omega face at All Out? Will AEW actually go back on their stipulation and allow Paige to face Omega? We also have headlines for the last 24 hours. John DeCondi is in the house with a pile of rumors for us to sort through. And this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for July 29, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John DeCanotti, welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? Very good. Very good. We have a big story uh, because everybody in wrestling, I mean, with follows wrestling, follows AEW closely, has been calling for Hangman versus Omega from basically the beginning of time. As far back as, as Omega winning the championship, we always thought it would be going back to a Hangman Omega match for the championship. And as of last night, Page lost the five-on-five match, and the stipulation was he was not going to get a championship match, not just not getting one this month. He's not going to get one as long as Kenny Omega is champion. So what happened? Yeah, you know, AEW, they don't necessarily get very specific about these uh, eliminators. And one night we thought, okay, you lose an eliminator, which should, technically last night was you go to the back of the line where is the back of the line how far back is it because by my estimation there are 19 shows starting next monday on elevation 19 shows for hangman to get wins on if he needs to to work his way back up but is he like you said just not getting a title shot you know does he get bumped to the back of the line or does he get sent to the penalty box, and he can't go after the title until it's off of Kenny. All of that is unclear. I have no idea, but all I know is I was basing everything I thought about Kenny and the AEW title on how it played into Kenny and the Impact title. Mm -hmm. And now if he's not going to lose the AEW title at All Out on September 5th, there's probably not time for him to lose it before Bound for Glory on October 23rd. Now you're pushing Impact getting their title back to the new, the new year. So totally confused. I have no idea, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of speculation out there. Yeah, agreed. And I think that there's already enough speculation going on about what's going to happen. Perhaps we're going to see the end of the Kenny Omega reign sooner than we thought based on the fact that Paige can't get a title shot anytime soon. Maybe, maybe Kenny Omega's time as champion is coming to a quick close. And, uh, I don't know who he'll be facing, but you have Darby Allen invoking the best in the world comment. And there's a couple of different people that claim to be the best in the world. And, you know, some are rumored to come to AEW and some are at AEW. A lot of possibilities here for what's going to happen. But John, if I had a pin you down right now, who's Kenny Omega facing at all out? If it's not Hangman, 
If it's not Hangman, then okay. Here's the rankings. Uh, okay. Miro is the number one contender right now at 9-0. and okay. Now, he's barely even defended his TNT title at this point, so I don't think you move him in there. Hangman was ranked number two at 11-1. and one. Jungle Boy sitting at three at 13-2. So now we get, the next thing we get is the, the double-decker Al Carl special. We were just talking in pre-production about the big announcement of Rampage, the first dance. Al had a theory for that. And then sitting at number four in the rankings at five and oh is Al's other pipe dream, Christian Cage. Sure. A gun to my head. You might pull the trigger before you get something out of me because I told, I had no idea where they're going now. All right. So Christian Cage is an interesting one, right? He's, he seems to be locked in with the dinosaur and his friend. <laughs> it seems like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Christian Cage are busy with party family office. Otherwise, I like that idea of building up Christian Cage to get a title match. I don't know if it's the all out match though. So the other ones that you mentioned, Jungle Boy, check. Hangman Page, check. Miro, I agree with you. He's the TNT champion. He's going to be busy defending. He's God's favorite champion, the Redeemer and all that. He's not going to go after Omega, I don't think. Now the next two guys are Darby and Orange Cast. Darby Allen's the interesting one, and we might as well just go straight to this whole last dance business. Tony Khan making an announcement on, on well, it wasn't Tony Khan, it was Tony Schiavone, and on behalf of Tony Khan making the announcement that AEW's going to Chicago August 20th for Rampage, the last dance. This is ahead of a three-day set in Chicago, like, moments later, right? The September 5th. Stands up there, 135. 135. So August 20, and then September 135. The August 20 day is the big arena, though. It's the biggest place. The other ones are at now arena. It's a much smaller United Center, home of the Bulls, home of the Blackhawks, Blackhawks. By capacity, the largest venue for basketball and NHL. It'll be set up probably for at least, I would say, 15,000 people. So they're going to have a reason for people to buy those tickets. Darby Allen invokes this best in the world comment, rumors about CM Punk. If CM Punk's making an appearance on AEW television, one would have to assume that they've set this up to get Punk on their show and then perhaps advertise him as Kenny Omega's opponent, or maybe they're setting up Darby Allen versus CM Punk at All Out. Right. Though, and so... Maybe that gets us closer to who Kenny's facing, but maybe it's just Punk versus Darby Allen, or maybe it's not Punk at all. Maybe it's we're capitalizing on all the rumors that people are spreading about us hiding Punk. Can you imagine they booked the Madhouse on Madison for Rampage on the 20th? Yeah, you said 15,000. And let's be honest, a hockey arena can probably hold close to 20, especially when you consider putting people on the floor. Yeah. That building's going to sell out in the blink of an eye. Can you imagine putting that show on and not having CM Punk be a part of it now that you've teased and double teased it? Yeah, it's speculation on our part because we have everybody's very tight lipped about whether Punk has or has not signed with AEW. Tony Khan himself said he's not commenting on it. To me, it says they should just go ahead and advertise that he'll be there. And, and maybe he'll have an announcement or they should, if they've signed him, at minimum, they need to say, 
we're debuting a new talent or something like that. Just to give everybody the peace of mind that they're going to spend their United Center money because otherwise, man, that, that was a bold move to go back, go to that market a few days before and potentially try to sell 20,000 tickets ahead of their Arthur Ashe show on a short window, right? They've only got a few days to sell these tickets. Yeah. Well, three weeks away. But when it comes right down to it, when those first eight chords of cult of personality hit, it's going to be louder in the United Center than when Jim Cornelius is singing the national anthem. That, that place is going to explode. Okay. And again, I, I'm, I'm walking it back because we have no confirmation that it's punk. And it just feels like the stars are aligning to that. But let's just go ahead and make sure everybody hears this as speculation and not as, you know, factor news or anything like that. But for Kenny Omega, maybe they do find a way to get Hangman back in there, but they are sticklers on these stipulations. Like Cody Rhodes, he's never wrestling for that AEW World Championship unless, you know, they maybe they debut a new title called the AEW Championship. (laughs) The AEW Cody Championship. Right. Right. Well, I was the TNT title for a while. <laughs> so I think that's our main story. We have a whole bunch of stuff to get into in the second half of the show. Tons of rumors, more news from Dynamite to get into. So why don't we go ahead and move into a quick discussion about SummerSlam? Because we do have a news item that came out about SummerSlam yesterday. And that is that Tiffany Haddish is going to be hosting the official SummerSlam after party. But the important news for everybody to remember is that the pre-show, the pre-party, that'll be hosted by the Essential Wrestling Podcast crew at 3 p.m. on Saturday, August 21st on the Eastern Observer. So again, it's on Facebook and YouTube and all that for the EWP SummerSlam special. Of course, it's not a, the official pre-show, but it is the pre-show that you don't want to miss so that you can hear our analysis on who we think are going to win the SummerSlam matches. But John DeConey, what do you think about Tiffany Haddish on the after party? she cracks me up with everything she does. So I'm sure she will be thoroughly entertaining. I don't know that this is necessarily her crowd, but I have no doubt that she'll be able to present a very entertaining evening. Absolutely. All right. We're going to get into headlines right after the break here. And then we have the 15 rumors that Jonathan County has dug up to go through. We will be right back. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. 
and the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday, it consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. And the headlines portion of the show. So, now to currently some other news coming out of Dynamite last night, including Hiroshi Tanahashi, who I've called the Shawn Michaels of Japan, has laid out a challenge to face the NWGP United States champion, Lance Archer. That match has since been made official for the New Japan Resurgence show on August 14th. So, Tanahashi showing up on, uh, on Dynamite and John Moxley taking issue with the fact that we did. Tanks lost the title. Yes. Yes. Moxley was very upset. Apparently he can't get anybody to call him back. He can't get any of his contracts signed or his challenges accepted over there in Japan. Like they want nothing to do with him anymore. Now that he's dropped the uh, U S title. Uh, Moxley says he, he's sent a stack of contracts to the new Japan office and he's just going to see what comes back. So we'll see. Apparently we're going to see John Moxley doing some new Japan stuff. Maybe John Moxley will enter the G1. If he's signed a whole bunch of contracts, that would be like 12 matches that he would get right there. Perhaps that's what his plan is. We'll see. Little vacation. Sure. Why not? There you go. We already talked about rampage the first day on some Darby's best in the world comments. So I don't think we need to talk about any more of that for the, for the moment here, but Chris Jericho got through the third or the second labor of Jericho just to find out that we're going back to with Jericho used to be on TNT back in the WCW days, we're bringing Juventud Guerrero out of the vault to face, uh, to face Lionheart Chris Jericho, I guess. So you should, uh, do you feel like this is like Chris Jericho's retirement run? Oh yeah. That's yes. odd. I speculated two months ago that the blow off between the pinnacle and uh, the inner circle would eventually be a retirement match between MJF and Jericho where Jericho would lose. And then MJF, had they not already done it, then MJF could then move on to feuding with Sammy Guevara, but we've already visited that briefly once already. But yeah, I absolutely feel like uh, this. And we're, we're getting, you know, the, the five faces of Jericho. If Kevin Owens had been uh, future endeavored, I would have no doubt that scarf wearing Jericho with the list, literally facing Kevin Owens in the fourth labor of Jericho. So. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So Jericho versus Hoovy next week, Hoovitu Guerrero. Last I knew he still had it. And I'm going to actually, I actually uh, have tickets to see Hoovitu Guerrero in Chicago, one of the indie shows that I'm going to. So I get a nice little TV preview. Nice. And uh, the, st- the stipulation on this one, Jericho, to win the match, you have to hit a top rope maneuver. So <laughs> we know Hoovy's got that in his arsenal. What Jericho will pull out, I will be very interested to see. Yeah, that should be fun. He'll probably do the Jiris effect and then do a flying elbow smash or something. Although maybe we'll see Jericho. Maybe he's been practicing his 450. I don't know. That would be a treat. Yes. Yes. I, I did want to bring up Al mentioned in the first part of the show and we just we got going crazy. But Al Carl with the comments on YouTube said, big story of the elimination matches that Doc Gallows again does not take a pinfall. Yeah, he is the most protected guy at wrestling. He doesn't get pinned. He's just a big guy. 
I don't know. There you go. He needs to be protected walking around on those chicken legs. <laughs> so Cash Wheeler, injury update. Uh, if you were watching the Santana and Ortiz versus FTR match, that had an abrupt ending. It obviously was not the intended finish. And uh, it was especially for a match that people have been looking forward to for so many months. But Cash Wheeler got pushed off the top turnbuckle toward the end of the match. And according to PW Insider, he cut, he got cut on the metal that's between the ring post and the turnbuckle. And so you saw physicians with him there at ringside after the match. Apparently he's okay, but there's no, no worry at this point on whether he'll be missing any time. But man, cut on the arm. That's scary. Yeah. Especially when you see, you know, a cut is a cut, but when you see that many people huddled around him and you huddle below his arm, you say, oh, geez, something, something major happened here. And of course my cable went out. I missed five minutes in the middle of that match, which I think was only about nine minutes long. So I he came back on and I'm like, what is happening here? So, right. And it's good to get the story today. There you go. Next week on Dynamite, we have Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Hero defending the TNT championship against Lee Johnson. Boy, does that not sound good for Lee. Audi <laughs> versus Layla Hirsch in an NWA Women's World Championship Eliminator match. And then Christian Cage versus The Blade. I feel like this really should be brass knuckles on a pole. That yeah. Yeah. Because Blade's bringing him with him either way. So he might as well give Christian fair shot at getting his hands on him first. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, I think that covers down most of the major news out of Dynamite, unless you've got something else uh, up your sleeve, John. No, that we've pretty much hit it on it all. All right. Then in other wrestling news, the Jungle Cruise hits theaters today, starring the rock so everybody can go out and see their favorite wrestler on their favorite disney ride <laughs> <It gets. laughs> so wwe is also going to release their second quarter earnings this afternoon and along with that peacock or nbc did their earnings call and peacock has over 50 million subscribers so they're probably 49 million uh wwe network subscribers exactly <laughs> yeah not the case. The WWE never had that many, but so, Pe <laughs> so Peacock, wow, 50 million. That's a lot. Rio Mizunami, she's in the hospital with COVID-19. So best wishes to her. Hope she makes a speedy recovery. Absolutely. That said, John, let's get into the rumors. I know you have a million of them today. Yeah. Yeah. The internets were a plenty with the rumors. Yep. Okay. WWE's headed back to Saudi Arabia. What do you know? Yeah, we reported this yesterday on this show, too. Andrew Zarian of the MatMed podcast reported the return to Saudi Arabia on what is expected to be 1021. It was later confirmed by Dave Meltzer and John Pollock, so I expect this to be true. All righty. Are the call-ups done for the WWE major brands or Raw and SmackDown? I'll give you my opinion on this one. I don't think we're done, but we might be done between now and SummerSlam. I think people are reacting to the fact that there weren't any dark matches that included NXT stars on Raw this week, but there were on SmackDown just three days prior. Indy Hartwell was actually in a uh, dark match prior to SmackDown. So I think they're probably done for right now, but a post-SummerSlam wide open. And of course, as we know, these decisions are made at a moment's notice. So it could be just a fleeting thought that, oh, I'd like to bring up Carmelo Hayes or something. And there he is. So 
All right. Okay. So we all watched Slammiversary, of course, because we are huge wrestling fans. Jay White closed the show coming out and having a confrontation without really saying anything. It's Kenny Omega. That wasn't the original plan. So according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, he did say that Andrade was the original plan, but they could not come to terms on money impact on Andrade. So they ended up switching and pivoting to Jay White. So on this one, I'll go ahead and say it's possible. I have not seen anybody else report it or confirm it. So it's possible that what we don't know is like, was this an idea that Impact had or an idea that Andrade had and it didn't go very far at all? Or was this like legitimate talks? Plans were written and stories were written and we had an arc. We don't know how serious this really was. There probably was something that Dave got a tip off on, but we don't know like to what degree or to who he was talking to. Was it meant to build for their uh, triple mania match? Anywho. All right. We all had a nice big laugh last Friday, but apparently WWE was not as amused with Roman's promo on John Cena at the end of SmackDown last week. I haven't seen anything. We're talking about the missionary style comment that, <laughs> that Roman made. And I haven't heard anybody say that WWE was not happy, but I do know that WWE removed it from their YouTube. And to me, that makes sense because their YouTube channel is targeted at a younger audience. Perhaps those comments, they're a little colorful. They might want to edit from time to time. All right. Okay. So Jeff Hardy, um, uh, seems to be battling the coronavirus, we believe, but had he made it to raw this week. What were the plans for him and Karrion Cross? According to PW Insider and also by Fightful Select, both running independent stories with different sources, the idea was Jeff Hardy would be Karrion Cross once again. Dear <laughs> <Secure> God. <laughs> okay. We have a couple here for Big E. First of all, Big E had a very interesting idea for what to do with his Money in the Bank contract. Yeah, Big E said he'd really like to catch it in to get his name back, his last name back. <laughs> he wants to be Big E Langston. I guess that's really important to him. He mentioned this on his podcast. I don't know how serious this is in terms of like, I, I don't think for a second Big E thinks that he'll be able to cash in his briefcase to get his name. But I think he wanted to put it out there publicly that he'd like the name back just to see if it gets people talking and maybe he gets it back. Yeah, so. There is precedent for it. Mustafa Ali got his first name back, so maybe Big E can get his last name back. There you go. All right. Keeping with Big E, rumblings about what he actually might do with his Money in the Bank contract. So there was, so I have seen a bunch of people reporting things as somewhat fact or whatever. So everything's stemming out of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. And I can tell you that when you read the Observer newsletter, uh, this article specifically, from Dave, Dave is speculating. So what he said was for Big E as a baby face and for his character, he needs to win the title. The problem is that with Reigns scheduled right now as champion through Mania, it would make more sense for E to beat Lashley. He went on to say that's the best scenario, but that is not to say that Dave talked to somebody and got a, you know, a confirmation. This was Dave's doing what all of us do, what we did in the first half of this show and say, wouldn't it be great if CM Punk showed up on the last, the first dance, it was complete speculation on his part. There's nothing to this story, except for the fact that we probably all think that this is the likely outcome. There's a great story that could tell with Lashley. 
Yeah, exactly. You, you have him go over there and he's fighting for the honor of his friends that Lashley has absolutely abused over the last month. So it makes total sense, which is why it makes me think WWE might not do it, but it does make total sense. Biggie actually commented on it on this himself too. And he said, he thinks that there's a lot of depth to that story. And he thinks there's a lot to the fact that it would be two black men wrestling over the WWE championship. That would be somewhat historic. He is, has commented on this himself, but again, it's all kind of speculation. There's nothing that anybody knows or has confirmed on this. Yeah. Okay. What are, has anyone seen Randy Orton? What do we know about Randy Orton? Randy Orton. So Fightful Select reported on July 23rd that they inquired about Orton's absence and they were told that he was on the inactive slash disabled list. The hope was there to be for him to be back on the 8-2 episode of Monday Night Raw, which is coming up. The local advertisements from the Allstate Arena have Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Riddle facing Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos. I'm assuming that's going to be a dark match. That'll be like after Raw goes after, off the air, they'll have one more match. It'll be that one, probably. Or I could be wrong, but I haven't seen that match advertised for Raw television. So I don't, I, so I don't think that's the case. I would imagine that they're doing a dark match there. Nor getting up, so no guarantee that Orton returns to television this week. Also, no guarantee that he actually makes the Allstate Arena because card's subject to change, and that's been happening a lot actually with what they've been <laughs> in the markets, as we'll get into in a little bit. All right, okay, so we've got the NWA doing their Empower Empower WWE is set to do something for the first time ever. What do you know? It's the Queen of the Ring tournament. So Andrew Zarian has reported with when he, he got the scoop on the Saudi Arabia thing. He's also reporting that the finals of a WWE Queen of the Ring tournament would also be in Saudi Arabia, which he has as 1021. And with the 10 and 1011 episodes of SmackDown and Raw to be the matches that lead to that final. Possible, it'd be interesting for a high-profile match between two women in Saudi Arabia. Uh, not that it hasn't been done because they did have a women's match there before. But yeah, that's what we know. Apparently, Queen of the Ring, current uh, in Saudi Arabia, they always do like to have some big thing for Saudi Arabia. So, makes sense. Okay. All right. What do we know about Sasha Banks? When are we going to see her? Okay, so Sasha Banks has been it. So this is where I was referring to about the local market advertisements because Sasha Banks was advertised from the first SmackDown back at one point, and obviously she was not there. And she is listed as one of the people wrestling at the Box Center, which is a couple of weeks out. She's also listed for wrestling at the Target Center website tomorrow in a match against Bianca Belair. So card subject to change, who knows what's going to happen. But right now, if you were to go to the Target Center website and look at SmackDown for tomorrow, you'll see Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. So again, it could be a dark match or it could not happen at all. All righty. Any updates on Braun Strowman? He's got to be coming close to his 90 days. His 90 days are just prior to the September 5th date. Cause I know when, I don't remember the exact timeline of everything, but we knew that he would be available at All Out should AEW wish to hire him. Apparently, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there's there's 
buzz off of the Braun Strowman name recently because Dave wrote in the newsletter that there's interest in bringing Strowman back to WWE, especially after recent AEW signings, talking about Andrade, Malachi Black, those things potentially the other names we always talk about. So to me, it's a throwaway line and it didn't say I confirmed or I this or that. So who knows where that interest actually lies. I'm sure Dave didn't get it from Vince McMahon. Okay. Becky Lynch. What do we know about Becky Lynch? There was a throwaway line from Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful's Raw review, which caused him a little bit of stir. People reporting, building whole news stories off a throwaway line. But what he essentially said was that a lot of people expected Becky to be back for SummerSlam on the Raw side. And when they scheduled the Raw triple threat of Nikki, Rhea, and Charlotte, that was a surprise. So she's probably moving brands. But that was a throwaway line. It was speculation like you or I would do. Already, The Rock. Rumors of The Rock at least making an appearance. Andrew Zarian of Map Men Podcast is all over today's show, but he, about a few days ago, like five or six days ago, he actually reported that The Rock may end up at Survivor Series with the idea of a media match with Roman. I've been hearing that for a long time. So we'll see if that happens. That's everybody's best guess at the moment. But The Rock was asked about this yesterday. And he said, there's nothing in response to uh, a question about it. But if The Rock was returning, he would probably keep it very close to the vest as with WWE's, unless they get to the point where they want to advertise him to sell Peacock subscriptions or whatever. Right now, there's nothing to go on, but Andrew Zarian of Batman, I think he's got a pretty good record. So we'll see. And it does make sense. We're coming up on the 25th anniversary of his debut, so... You'd think there'd be some kind of tip of the cap to him there. Maybe even if it's just a one-off, he shows up, does something. And he records a video and sends it in. True. (laughs) Okay. Bronson Reed. I know this one is pure speculation and maybe even more people just guessing, hey, wouldn't this be great? Bronson Reed talking about joining a faction. Bronson Reed himself when he was talking to Denise Salcedo, was fantasy booking himself into working with the bloodline. He said, oh, I'd love to do that. That'd be fun. I'd also like to fight them. So I think that's where all this stems from. All right. And finally, Keith Lee, he is just dying to tell us what's been going on since January. Any idea when we might hear from him? He said on Twitter that he would, he really wants to tell a story. He wanted to do something educational, but he hasn't been able to do that for reasons he didn't say. But he has asked people to give him a few weeks and he really wants to tell the story. So that was on Twitter. Don't know if that's going to be him telling the story on Twitter or YouTube or Raw or what. But whatever the story is, I hope Keith's doing well. Absolutely. Yeah. We love Keith Lee. We want to see more of him. Hopefully uh, he's back full time and we can get this all out of the way. Alrighty, sir. I, I would say that is the BS sorted. All right. On Impact tonight, we have Macklin versus Trey. We have Diener and Rhino versus Swan and Matt Caleb versus Taylor Wilde. Ace Austin, Mad Menful, and Rohit and Shara versus Finjuice, Falaba, No Way, Jose, Moose versus Saban, and Jay White, Chris Bay versus the Good Brothers. That right, John? Jay and Bay. I'm liking that team. Let's impact tonight. John, anything we missed in the world of wrestling? 
don't know, we have no updates for SmackDown. We know so little about homecoming this weekend. I think we've covered everything. All right, sounds good. We'll be watching SmackDown closely tomorrow to figure out if we're going to have John Cena, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, whoever is going to be wrestling in the main event of SummerSlam. It'll be Roman Reigns versus somebody versus Daniel Bryan, right? That's what exactly. So we're going to get that. We're going to work that Daniel Bryan joke into every episode of the show. <laughs> when it works, you keep playing the hits. There you go. All right. For John, I am Ryan, and we will see you Monday.